Derek White, Sam Hauser started the job. Jason Tatum finished it, and it couldn't have happened without Robert Williams. We're going to talk about this big win over Detroit right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, bonus podcasts on the weekend as warranted with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed. You can do that wherever podcasts exist, however, whichever app you want to use. You can also do it on YouTube. Would love to get you on the show here on YouTube, commenting. Uh, it's a growing community of Celtics fans here, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I want to thank you for making the show your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I used to play ball way, way back once upon a time. And today I'm came, coming to you after a 111 99 win over the Detroit Pistons. Uh, today's show, by the way, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. Made easy, super fun. Uh, First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match on Prize Picks uh, with the promo code Locked On up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On with an instant deposit match of up to $100. Okay, so the Celtics uh, come in and Jason Tatum struggles in the first half. Uh, first of all, Jalen Brown missed the game. He is actually sick. He's actually sick. Okay, no conspiracy. No, Stephen A. Smith is not onto something. No, there's none of that. None of that is happening. Jalen Brown is a Celtic. He's going to be a Celtic on Wednesday. He's going to be a Celtic uh, over the weekend. So he's actually sick. (laughs) So uh, let's just put that out up front. So Sam Hauser gets the start. Let's just start there. I love that they started Hauser. Love it. I'm a big proponent of stuff like that. When the when it when a guy gets sick, when a guy is out, and you have an opportunity to take a good role player or a guy that's that shows he has the ability to to do certain things well, but very clearly is not a huge part of uh, you just, basically not your sixth man. I like the idea of taking that guy and putting him in the starting lineup, much like Doc used to do with Scow. Uh, Brad Stevens used to do this uh, a lot. Coaches like to do this, and I like the idea because keeps Brogdon on the bench, keeps your bench rotations in play, and you take a guy that doesn't need the ball, just needs to catch and shoot, and do the other little things. You put you put this guy around. A bunch of other really good players, your best, your best available players, and the attention that he's going to basically, the attention that's going to go to these other guys, 
allows a guy like Hauser to get a little extra space, a little extra room to move. And that was the, the way it went. Uh, it went exactly as planned. He, he came in and hit his first, I think, five shots. He ended up five of ten from, from the field, five of nine from three. So a really nice night for him. Uh, but to go along with that, six rebounds, he had an assist. He had a blocked shot, a turnover. He did foul a little too much. I think he got a tough whistle. There are a couple of there are a couple of them where I was just like, really, if if it was a different player, I think it might have been uh, maybe not a foul. But Sam Hauser got it. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Thought starting Hauser was a really smart play by Missoula, and it worked out basically perfectly because Hauser's 15 points in the first half were huge as Jason Tatum struggled in the first half. He was, uh, let me pull up the first half numbers here. Tatum was 3 of 13 in the first half, 0 of 4 from 3. He did get to the line, but 12 points. So Hauser's 15 points, 5 of 6 from 3. All of those were the, his only shots were the three-pointers. Uh, I thought were were really, uh, it was just a huge performance. And, and not only just making the threes, but, Tightly contested three-pointers, the, the type of shots that you can hit that I think can give him some confidence moving forward. So uh, starting right away, two wins on the night for Joe Mazzula. One, the actual win. Two, getting Hauser in there and realizing like, okay, yeah, I can actually hit the shots. I can actually get out there and hit shots against a, a tight contest. Uh, I, I, can, I can do all of that. So I thought... Hauser starting Hauser was was a super smart move to uh, to get the game started. Now Derek White was huge in the first half as well, fifteen points for him in the first half, and four assists to go uh, to go along with that. Derek White was a monster, a monster in this game. He, I think, is. Showing how much he has sacrificed, uh, because when he's out there and you're, you know, without Jalen, without Marcus Smart, he's asked to take on more of the scoring load, more of the playmaking load. You start to see exactly what he's capable of. But Derek White, I mean, obviously Derek White had a, a huge game, finishing with uh, twenty three points, seven rebounds, seven assists. The seven assists led to nineteen points. So overall. Uh, Derek White accounted for just under 40% of the Celtics' entire point total. So a great, great night for for White in Detroit, taking advantage of a bad Detroit defense. A, that, that Detroit defense is just not good. Obviously, it's not good. They're not a good team. They've got, they've got some talented guys, and they play really hard. And so I was not surprised by their runs. It was not surprised that uh, it wasn't just a walkover. I was not surprised in the fourth quarter when they suddenly got hot. They're capable of getting hot. They don't hit a lot of shots, but they're capable of it from time to time. They had shot so poorly through the first three quarters that you kind of felt like eventually some shots might start to fall, and they did. And so a 23-point lead cut cut all the way down to six, and they needed to bring Tatum back in the game. That That's a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, uh, I'm not really going to fault the Celtics too much for 
that that little bit of a lapse at the beginning of the fourth quarter. The lead was pretty high. Tatum was off the floor. There was a little bit of a unique lineup out there. They missed a couple of shots. They didn't get back fast enough. Like they they clearly they made mistakes. I'm not going to say the Celtics weren't complicit in the in the the lead getting cut down to six, but at the same time, the Pistons got super hot. They hit four of seven in the fourth quarter from three. They were starting to hit some shots that, I mean, they were missing good shots, good looks in the first three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, they were taking some shots that were like, what, really? You're going to take that? Oh, okay. It went in. Okay, good. Uh, so it's a shame that Jason Tatum needed to come back into the game and, and, and to play the last eight minutes there. And, and he got back up to another 39 minute performance. You don't want to see that. Would have been nice if he could have stayed, cut, cut it down to 32 and, and just been done with that. But unfortunately, that's not how it went. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not going to rail on the Celtics for for that. Without Brown, without Smart, uh, I I just feel like it's it's not worth it. But Derek White was was big uh, and and played a big role. In that fourth quarter, just holding off, uh, holding off the uh, the, the Pistons. Uh, so did uh, Robert Williams. In fact, I- I'm going to get into a little bit more Derek White and Robert Williams, who I think is the unsung hero of this game. Later on, we'll get into Jason Tatum's uh, just utter utter dominance. I'm saving that for last, but I'll get more into Derek White, more into Robert Williams next. First. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that, uh, as I've told you many times, first of all, I love it. I buy it myself. I spend my own money. They do send me some, but I do end up spending my own money because I want more. And so that I could give you no better endorsement than I'm actually a customer of Built Bar. Why am I a customer? Well, because I think they're delicious, first of all, covered in chocolate. They taste like a candy bar. They're super delicious, but also 140 calories, uh, about four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. That's about the average of the Built Bars. So they they are not only delicious, I know that when I want a, a snack, like something sweet, I'm not eating a piece of cake, I'm eating a Built Bar. If I, you know, when after a workout, I can have a Built Bar, I can get my protein, and it's a nice kind of like reward. So... Just go to built.com, built.com, and use the promo code LOCKDOWN15. That gets you 15% off. You can also head into a Walmart. They've got four-bar boxes in their uh, pharmacy section. Or you can go into a Sam's Club. They've got big 13-bar boxes over there, the brownie batter and the churro flavors at Sam's Club. So plenty of options now. You can find them out in the wild. That's that's a big deal for Built Bar, but... You can always go to built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off every single time. You're going to want to stay caught up on the NBA trade deadline. We've got you covered here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thursday, February 9th, tune into the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. Do it at 2 p.m. to get reaction from the trades that will change the rest of the NBA season. Uh, who's a contender? Who's tanking? It's all there on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed there. Do not miss a deal. I will be part of the coverage for sure uh, in a couple of different ways, I think. But you can get my take on a lot of these deals. If the Celtics do a deal, I'll be there as well to, to handle that. Of course, if the Celtics do a deal, 
emergency podcasts and, and various content that will be coming out your way here and on Boston Sports Journal. So uh, make sure you're keeping up with all of the Celtics content that I can provide you there. So the Celtics get a big boost from Derek White, who was cutting uh, early on. I thought his first two baskets came off of cuts, which if you're a regular listener, you know I love when they cut. Cutting is such an underutilized tool for the Celtics, an underutilized weapon, and it was great to see Derek White cut and get a layup, cut and get a dunk. That dunk was really fun. He Afterwards, he's like, yeah, it was a nice little dunk. It was fine. Uh, but he the, the cuts really set up the rest of his game because then after that, he starts hitting the threes. You, you're so worried about him cutting that – you now, now that creates space for other people uh, to do what they do. And then if you're worried about him cutting, then he can relocate and get himself some jump shots. And then if you're worried about the jump shots, then he can hit you on drives. He had some really nice drives where he, a couple of really great spin moves, which, you know, th- th- those were fun. Um, he has a great job of changing speeds as he gets to the rim where he's going at a certain speed, then he kind of slows down, and the guy, his defender slides by him, and he gets like a little floater. So that's that's really great. Uh, I thought Derek White has, had a really uh, just an, an amazing game. And like I said before, it just goes to show you how much he's sacrificing to be a part of this team and how willingly he's he's sacrificing because he's capable of this. He can average 20 points a game. He almost did it one year. He was at 18 points uh, in San Antonio. He could easily come out there and get you 18, 19, 20 points a game and be a, a much bigger scorer than he is. But that's not what he's been asked to do. He's asked to score in spots and be more of a spot-up guy. But uh, he's he's really – you get to see when it's on full display how much he's actually sacrificing to get the job done Uh because you you get to see everything up front, um, his full his full package, and then the the end of the game where he you know had to catch and shoot and then attack the closeout to to get the layup uh, just a killer layup at the end just a great all around game from Derek White. The Robert Williams was the underrated star here, and Tatum with his 34, 11 rebounds and six points, which I'm going to talk about in the next segment, were. The, you know, that was the big story. Tatum, uh, along with Hauser's start, that's a, that was a big story. Derek White is a big story. Uh, not much conversation around Robert Williams. Malcolm Brogdon also had a really good game, but not much conversation around Robert Williams necessarily. 15 points, 15 rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, a turnover, uh, seven of nine shooting. He is, and, and I'm I'm sorry, of the 15 rebounds, six of them offensive. His impact on the game is just massive. His defensively, not just blocking the shots and getting the steals, but the impact of, oh, that's Derek White. I mean, I'm sorry, that that's Robert Williams. I'm not going to go drive against that guy. That that is huge. The the combined impact of him and Al Horford is monster that that is exactly what we want out of that double big lineup 
We want to see those two guys be deterrents, and they are, and Robert Williams is on his own. But then offensively, you see him, if he's setting the good picks, then it frees up Jason Tatum. And when he rolls to the basket, guys are worried about him catching the lob, and that frees up Jason Tatum or whoever he's running the pick and roll with. You can see that space opening up. And then on top of it, he's up there crashing offensive rebounds and positioning himself well for offensive rebounds and and making the right plays, making the right passes to the point where Jason Tatum's like, hey, dude, take one more dribble and dunk it when I give you the ball. But Rob, Rob is just a pass-first guy. Tatum called him maybe the most pass-first guy that I've ever played with. And that that makes sense. Rob's instincts are, let me get it, let me pass it. He's not looking to score. He's He'll catch the lobs, he'll get the putbacks. He's not looking to score. He just wants to move the ball and make the next right play, which is why I want to play off of him in the high post so much. I want him with the ball in his hands on offense because he's always looking to make that next right play. He's the guy that can, can really facilitate the ball movement. That I want to see more dribble handoffs with him, more uh, horn sets where he's up on the free throw line, more anything that gets him the ball up there where he can take a dribble and, and hand it off or find a guy, find a cutter, more Robert Williams, please. I thought his activity, his, his you know, both on the glass and moving the ball, I thought this game doesn't go this way without Robert Williams. Huge, huge impact for Robert Williams in this game. And and in the fourth quarter, he scored seven straight points. He had seven points uh, and I think four or five rebounds in the fourth quarter. I shouldn't say I think. I have the website right in front of me where I can just click, click. Seven points, five rebounds, three offensive in the fourth quarter, plus a steal. The Celtics had let that 23-point lead slip Jason Tatum checks back into the game and it's Robert Williams who benefits the most seven straight points for Robert Williams uh obviously there was a dunk there was a couple of layups there was an and one and I thought it was huge for Jason Tatum to check back into the game in the fourth quarter he came in and made a huge difference I think I'm saying the word huge a lot in this podcast I don't know why Maybe it's because I'm it's late and I'm tired. I'm just stuck on the word huge. But he made a significant difference, and he only scored four points. Jason Tatum came in and closed the door and only scored four points doing it. But he had three assists and moved the ball well. Uh, Robert Williams was, was instrumental in making that happen because his picks were great, his roles uh, – occupied multiple players and like I said he's his his overall impact on the game Robert Williams uh was super super important so let's get to Jason Tatum this was an MVP caliber second half especially uh tough first half where he admitted that he stunk it up but he recovered well I'll talk about that next first today's show is brought to you by prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy fun easy uh it's a great time because 
It's just you against the projections. It's not you against a bunch of people. It's not you against people. You don't know what they've got going on as far as computing power or algorithms or all, you know, all that stuff. I used to play daily fantasy sports and it just, just constantly get beat because people make this like they're living. No, 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 no. So want to have some fun. Prize picks is fun. You pick two to six players. If they go to score more or less than your prize picks, their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And the projections are anything you want. NBA, the night in the NBA, absolutely. Whatever you want. Points, rebounds, assists, everything. Uh, but you can go beyond that. You can go into uh, MLB when it comes back. NHL. You can get into college basketball, women's college basketball, esports, MMA. I, I, I can go right. It'll take me too long to list everything that they have. That's how much they have. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. So if you started when I started talking about prize picks, you'd be done by now, just like I should be done by now. Safe and fast withdrawals. When you win your money, you want it. They'll give it to you right away. And it's currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. It's very simple. Price Picks gives you 100 if you deposit 100. They'll give you 50 if you deposit 50. You got to do it with the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Jason Tatum had as dominant a game as you're going to see from Jason Tatum, uh, or at least the dominant second half. Early on, he struggled a bit and. Um, you know, just wasn't sure what kind of overall game it was going to be. But in the second half, I think because Hauser was hitting shots, and Derek White was hitting shots, and Rob was playing really well, they drew a lot of attention, and it just gave Tatum a little something extra where he was going one-on-one, -on -one and... He took full advantage of it to the point where Brian Scalabrini during the game was just like, what, why are you defending him this way? He was legitimately like upset with Detroit for defending Tatum in a certain way. He's like, you, you, if you're doing this, you this is what's going to happen with Tatum, uh, aggressively going to the rim and finishing strong, finishing through contact, getting fouls, the, the, Tapper, the final three-pointer, I mean, uh, the final layup that he hit, just spin move. Uh, who was it on Bogdanovich? Where he, he just spun and, and got to the rim. And it was, early on, you can see him sort of kind of getting there in the first half, but missing a bunch at the rim. That was part of the problem early on. The Celtics built a 10-point lead and they lost it, built another 10-point lead and they lost it. Because their their finishes at the rim, they they just couldn't finish in in the paint. Uh, in the second half, they finished at the paint. Tatum finished in the paint and made Detroit look just horrible, horrible. Um, they they had nothing for Tatum, and that that's the type of play where a great player has low-level defenders on him, that's what you want to see. And this was dominant. Like, this might be the closest I've seen Tatum kind of come to Giannis level 
individual play, just his ability to get to the rim. The only thing that was missing from like a Giannis game would be uh, the dunks because Tatum didn't dunk all over everybody. It was the only thing that was missing. He was laying it in. But other than that, his ability to get to the rim was spectacular in the second half. In the third quarter, especially when he had the 18 points uh, in in that third quarter, 18 points on seven of eight shooting, three of four from three, one of two from the line. The fourth quarter, though, in some ways might be better uh, because it wasn't quite dominant. But when he checked in, and the Celtics were reeling a little bit. Like I said before, he only scored four points, but he very clearly made a difference, very clearly shut the door. Now, I talked about this after I think it was the Miami game where, yeah, it was the Miami game where he had the terrible turnover late, and he he approached the double team like a scorer trying to beat the double team. And in this game, I think, I mean, I would love to be able to draw the through line from that to this and say he learned his lesson. I don't know that that's necessarily how it goes, but he accepted in the fourth quarter, accepted the double teams better and invited the double teams. And twice he got the ball over to Derek White. Two of his assists in the fourth quarter, two of the three, went to Derek White. One was a three-pointer, one was the drive. And that came off of double teams where he's just like, come on. It's almost like he baited. If you almost like a little magnet, you want to see how far away you put two magnets next to each other and you want to see how far away can I get it, but still draw it closer. So you get a little close, a little close, a little close. And then the magnet starts to come towards you. You're like, all right, follow me this way. It's exactly what you wanted, want to do when you are a superstar player. And you know that they want to double you. So credit to Tatum for not just putting his head down saying, okay, I got to the basket at will in the third quarter. Watch me do it again. That's the type of attitude that gets him into trouble sometimes and leads to late turnovers. This Tatum in this game said, okay, I'm going to just dribble toward, I'm going to make it seem like I want to get to the rim. But nope, here comes the double team. Now I'm going to just give it right up. Boom. Here's Derek White. You can invite that. You can take another couple dribbles back and give it up to somebody who's got a wide open four on three now. And I thought he did a great job with that. And then once the defender said, no, 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 I'm I'm not leaving my guy. Okay, sure. Well, now I'm going to the rim. So pick your poison. Get the ball out of my hands, and it's going to go to one of these other guys. And Derek White is play, playing great. Or you want to stay home on those guys? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, here comes an embarrassment for your front line. So I thought Tatum's fourth quarter was as almost as good as that third quarter, but not with the scoring. It, I think mentally in that fourth quarter, he did a, a great job. Reading the, reading the game, understanding what Detroit was going to do and taking advantage of what they were going to do. Now, again, it's Detroit, right? So they you kind of knew what was coming and you knew that you'd be able to take advantage of that. And that's, that's easy. I, I could have gone out there and said, oh, I know the double team is coming and given the ball up. So you do have to take 
that into consideration. You do have to take into consideration that, you know, they had Isaiah Stewart out there taking seven three pointers. Like, wow. I mean, you okay, sure. You want to take those? We'll give those to you all night long. You you do have to understand that the Pistons are not a great team. They've got some talent. They play hard. They will fight you. That fourth quarter, like I said, is not a surprise because they play hard enough where they will give themselves an opportunity to get hot over the course of five or six minutes. Sometimes they'll get hot over a quarter or a game and they'll win, but they do have the talent and the ability and the drive to, to make some of these plays. And so you do have to give them the credit, but they're not really good overall. And Tatum took advantage of that. And the Celtics took advantage of that. So a nice win. I said it in yesterday's podcast. These are important games. This was a win they needed to have because uh, there's, you know, Milwaukee played Portland and, and Milwaukee won. That's exactly what you thought was going to happen. So they needed to to make sure they won this game against Detroit so they could keep pace. And they still have a one-game lead over Milwaukee. They play Philly on Wednesday night, three-game lead over Philly. So that is, that's going to be a massively important game there for the Celtics as well. That's on ESPN. I'll definitely be here uh, for a post-game podcast there. Uh, but like I said, this is, this is a, a critical stretch, and you can't afford letdowns against these bad teams. So good for the Celtics for stepping up. I think Jason Jalen Brown comes back for the Philly game, which is great. He's rested. You give him a little bit extra juice there. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great game. I'm looking forward to that one. So nice win, nice win for the Celtics in Detroit. Detroit, Detroit can be tough. Detroit can be physical, and the Celtics have had problems historically with the, the Pistons. So I'll call it a nice win. That'll do it for the podcast. Again, uh, I will be here Monday through Friday, so that means podcast tomorrow, and then post game podcast after the Celtics Sixers game. And so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. This way it drops directly to your device. Join the show on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. We're, we're closing in on about 9,800. I'd love to get to 10,000 subscriptions soon. You know, I, I compared us to lockdown Lakers and we were neck and neck. And then all of this drama happened and these trade rumors and lockdown Lakers just took off. They're at like over 10,000 now. So I'd like to be able to catch up if possible. So subscribe to the YouTube page. Hop in the comments section, have a conversation there. Lots of good conversations are, are starting to pop in the comments section there. And it's it's kind of a, a decent place. It's not Twitter-ish. So if you want to have a decent conversation with people, hop into the comments section there on Locked On Celtics YouTube page. If you are a subscriber, would love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.